Praise the Lord. I bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I want to welcome all of those that are watching online right now that have connected with us. Uh, Word of Faith Global Ministries. I bless you in the glorious and mighty name of Jesus. I'm excited about this word that the Lord has given me for today. I'm going to continue. We're continuing in the series uh, that Pastor Yvette started last week. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. I think it's uh, it was a powerful message. If you did not hear her message uh, from last Sunday, make sure that you go back uh, to our library and make sure that you listen to that message. And we all need to be in tune. We all need to be in the same page. Amen. But, um, but listen to what it says here. It says, uh, I, I wrote down, Jesus commissions all his followers to occupy until I come. This is in Luke uh, chapter 19, the parable of Luke uh, in, in chapter uh, 19. It says, um, in this seemingly controversial uh, storyline, Jesus is a nobleman who will one day return and require an account of what we've been done, uh, of what we have done with the talents and gift that were given to us. Hallelujah. And it's obviously given to us for the kingdom of God, to expand the kingdom of God. But the question today is, are we living, are we really living according to his expectation? Hallelujah. Being fruitful and, uh, and depositing back into the kingdom of God. Are we being fruitful with what we have, with what the Lord has given us? With the uh, talents and the gifts that the Lord has given us. Hallelujah. No matter what career, calling, or business you have right now, uh, you could impact somebody with the Word of God. You could impact somebody with the talents and gifts that the Lord has given you. We should strive to one day hear the words from Jesus, from the nobleman. Hallelujah. Well done, good and faithful servant. What beautiful words to, to listen to our Heavenly Father say, well done, good and faithful servant. I don't know about you, but I'm, but I'm really expectant of that day. When I stand before the presence of God and he tells me, well done, well done. I think we all have to strive one way or the other uh, with the uh, gifts and the talent that the Lord has given us uh, to take it to another measure, take it to another dimension, to the glory of God, to expand the kingdom of God, to expand the kingdom of God. Do you understand, do you really understand the amount of people that are out there that need to listen to the gospel of Jesus Christ? Do you really understand and, and know that there's people that are hurting that are around us on a daily basis that we can bring peace to if we share the gospel of Jesus Christ together with them? God has given us a gift. God has given us talent. We need to use it for his glory. It's essential as believer that we understand you could be a faithful servant right where the Lord has placed you for this time period or for a season in your life and your career that he has given you, in your vocation, in your business, etc. Wherever it is that you're at, that that you spend, uh, most of the time you spend it outside the house versus inside the house. Whether you're in school, whether you're at work, you're gone for at least nine, 10 hours a day. You know, there, that that's a gift, that, that's a, a big area of influence that you have. Uh, that's your, um, uh, that's your mission field. Are you using it for the glory of God? Are you using it for the glory of God? In order to be faithful servants, there is no need to go overseas to a poor country. A lot of people think, well, you know, uh, uh, God has given me this talent, this gift, and uh, I'm going to go on this missions trip. I am going to go overseas, and uh, there's so many people needy over there. Uh, listen, there's people needy right there where you're at right now. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that five miles radius from where you're at right now, you don't have to drive beyond five miles. There's somebody there that is waiting to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's somebody right there that needs help from you. Hallelujah. Would you allow the Spirit of God to lead you to that person? Would you make yourself available and say, Lord, use me for your glory and honor? I am sure, I'll say it once again, I am sure that right there where you're at, there's someone that needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's somebody that needs to see the talents and the gifts that the Lord has given you. It is all part, you got to understand that that doing and, and, and giving to the poor and uh, helping other, it's all part of God's kingdom activity. Hallelujah. It's all part of God's kingdom activity. And God blesses those that, that are, that, that say, Lord, I want to be used by you. God will bless you in a mighty and supernatural way. But do are, are we making ourselves available to God? 
Are we making ourselves available to God? Let's pray right now before I get into the meat of this uh, uh, message to the glory of God. Father, I thank you so much for this day, Lord. Father, I thank you for every person that is watching, every person that is listening right now, Lord. Lord, I declare that they will be changed by this word, Father. I declare that they will be transformed by this word in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. And Lord, I declare that you will be able to use them, Lord, for your glory and honor for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. That people would be impacted through the living word of God and the, and the gifts and the talents that you have given us, Lord. Father, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' holy name, I declare that every person that walked in would not walk out the same way. They will be touched by the word of God. In Jesus' holy name, amen and amen. Hallelujah. I've entitled this message today, Don't Waste It, Don't Waste It, There's an Urgency. Don't Waste It, There's an Urgency. Tell the person next to you, Don't Waste It, There's an Urgency. Hallelujah. Don't waste it. There's an urgency to the glory of God. God has given us talents and gifts uh, uh, to share with others for the kingdom and to expand the kingdom of God. But are we using them uh, to the best of our ability? Are we really taking advantage of that? Uh, you know, it's like having benefits and not using the benefits of the company that you work for. Think about that for a minute. Let me give you some background of what was taking place at the time, at that time, uh, Jesus was explaining a lot about the kingdom of God. He was talking to his uh, 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 those uh, that were around him, speaking to them about the kingdom of God and being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is not coming with something observable. Listen to what it says. The kingdom of God is not coming with something observable. No one will say, look here or look there. For you see, the kingdom of God is among you. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is among you. Uh, Jesus was telling them, I am among you. Glory to God. You need to understand that that was uh, back then and, uh, when, 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 when Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees. But right now, we got to understand that as we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior one day, or, or maybe today is going to be the first time that you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Lord resides inside of you. The Holy Spirit, hallelujah, resides inside of you as well. Glory to God. But he was telling them, hallelujah, one will say, look, one will not say, look here or look there, for you see the kingdom of God is among you, among you. I want to take you to the book of Luke chapter 17, and, and I, want to, I want to share what, what, uh, what he was talking about there on verse number, starting on verse number 20. I was going to go to verse 22, but let's start on verse number 20, because I want you to understand this. Luke, uh, Luke chapter uh, 17. And I want you to see that there's a lot of sim uh, similarities with what was happening back at that time and what is happening uh, here right now today. And listen to what it says in the Word of God. In Luke chapter 17, verse number 20, it says, Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God will come, he answered them, The kingdom of God is not coming with something observable. No one will say, look here or there, for you'll see the kingdom of God is among you. Then the disciples asked, the days are coming, uh, then, then, he, then he told the disciples, the days are coming when you will no longer see, uh, when you will no longer see one of the days of the son of man, but you won't see it. This will say, this, they will say to you, look here or look there. Don't follow or run after them. For as the lightning and flashes form from horizon to horizon and lights, up the, the sky and the son of man will be in his, in his day. Hallelujah. Verse number 25. But first we must suffer. But first he must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Listen to what he was saying. But first he must suffer and be rejected by this generation. Verse number 26. Just as it was, it was in the days of Noah so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be on the days of the Son of Man. People went eating and drinking and marrying and giving marriage until the day Noah boarded the ark. 
and the flood came and destroyed them all. I will be the same. It will be the same as it was in the days of Lot. It will be the same as it was in the days of Lot. People went on eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building. But on the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be like in that, that on the day the Son of Man is revealed. It will be like that on, on the day that the Son of Man is revealed. Verse 31. On that day, a man on the housetop whose belongings are in the house must not come down to get them. Likewise, the man who is in the field must not run to the back. Remember Lot's wife? However, whoever tries to make his life secure will lose it. And whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you on that night, two will be in one bed. One will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be, bring, will be grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other will be left. Two will be in the field. One will be taken and the other will be left. Where, Lord, they asked him. He said to them, where the corpse is, there also the, vo the vultures will gather. Will the corpse be there also the vultures will gather. We are living like in the days of Noah. Now repeat this again. We are living like in the days of Noah and the days of Lot, or perhaps several notches higher. We could say that as well. People are drinking. People are partying. People are sleeping around with whomever they wish because they say, this is my body and I could do whatever I want with my body. We are living like in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. It is their body and they don't want, uh, they, they, they don't want anybody to tell them what to do because it's what they, what they consider to be right. It's their opinion and uh, they deserve, according to what they say, they, they deserve to be happy and, and they de deserve to uh, be fulfilled. And we got to understand that nothing is going to fulfill you but Christ himself. Hallelujah. Nothing in this world will fulfill you but only Christ himself. And that's who we have to run after. That's who we need to seek. And that who, that's the one that we need to know. But we are living like in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. So not much has changed. Uh, Jesus was rejected by the generation, and now he, he, he was rejected by that generation, and now he is being rejected by this generation. Nothing has changed. On the contrary, things have gotten bigger and things have gotten worse. Hallelujah. There is no urgency to live righteous or with anticipation for the return of Christ. People don't have an urgency. People, people don't have a, a, well, you know, why should I do that when I know that it's not pleasing to the Lord? You know, it's that, it's that um, they're, they're just living for the moment, living for the moment. There's nothing about, there's nothing righteous. There's nothing, uh, they're, 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 they're just doing whatever they desire, whatever they desire. There is no urgency to live righteous or with anticipation for the coming of Christ in this age and time that we are living in. Perhaps, perhaps it will be just a remnant like in the days of Noah that will be left behind. Those that are faithful, those that are uh, uh, living with uh, uh, a life of, uh, of, of dignity, a life of, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do things right. I, I, I believe, uh, and there's things that are wrong, and there's things that are right, and, and, but, but now everything is okay. Everything is okay, and we got to understand that that goes contrary to the Word of God, to the Word of God. And we need to understand that we need to ask ourselves, am I here to please the people that are around me in society and my friends, or am I here to please God? Or am I here to please God? I'm sure that even now, someone out there is, is probably saying, wow, this is a, a doom and gloom message. I'm not giving you a doom and gloom message, but I want you to understand that I would do no justice to you if I would give you a message that is going to tickle your ear. And then after you tickled your ear, you're going straight to hell because you're doing whatever the heck you want. No, I want to bring the full gospel to you for you to understand that we need to react. We need to um, uh, sit down and analyze what is it that I'm doing that it's not pleasing to God. 
That is not pleasing to God. I am telling you, there is no difference right now to what was taking place in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot. I have a greater responsibility, and my responsibility is to the Lord. Hallelujah. Because one day I will stand before the Lord. So I will not give you anything just to please you or to sugarcoat anything. According to the Word of God, it says that we need to be righteous before God. We need to live a righteous life. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 18, I'm just giving you a little background of what was taking place. In, in Luke uh, chapter 18, Jesus had been teaching his disciple that he must uh, go to Jerusalem, be sacrificed, and resurrected on the third day. And after the resurrection, he would go to heaven and be seated at the right hand of the Father. And reading in Luke uh, number um, chapter 18, verses 31 through uh, 34, and I want to read this from the Amplified Version. I want to read this right now from the Amplified Version because, I mean, it's easier for you to understand. And it says, uh, Then taking the twelve disciples aside, he said to them, Listen carefully. We are going up to Jerusalem, and all things have been written through the, through the prophets about the Son of Man will be fulfilled and complete. Everything that, that has been written by the prophets is going to be uh, fulfilled and complete. Verse 32. He will be betrayed. Listen to what it says in the Word of God. He will be betrayed and handed over to the Gentiles, the Roman authorities, and will be mocked and ridiculed and insulted and abused and spit on. This is, this is Jesus. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. Hallelujah. And after they have scourged him, they will kill him. And on the third day, he will rise from the dead. But the disciples understood none of these things about the uh, approaching death of the resurrection of Jesus. They understood absolutely nothing. This statement was hidden from them. And they did not grasp the meaning of the things that were being said by Jesus. And you know what? Just uh, uh, like they didn't understand and, and they didn't capture that, I believe there's people that don't capture right now uh, the, what, what Jesus did for them. Hallelujah. Uh, the, the, the sacrifice that Jesus paid on the cross for each and every one of us. There's a price that was paid. And it was a price with blood that was shed. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, because of their assumption, his disciple understood none of these things. And they did not comprehend the things that he had told them. Not one bit. Then in Luke chapter number 19, verses 1 through 10, Jesus saved uh, uh, a very known uh, sinner, according to them. Uh, Jesus saved Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector. Which further below uh, their, their mind, it blew their mind because uh, they thought that Jesus was coming to set the kingdom. And, 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 and Jesus told them in verse number 9 and 10, Today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham. Hallelujah. He too is a son of Abraham. That person that you consider a sinner and that, that tax collector that you obviously don't like, you know what? Him too is a son of Abraham. Glory to God. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Hallelujah. Those are sinners that are lost. You and I were there one day. Maybe right now you still haven't accepted Jesus, but I am telling you I'm going to give you an opportunity before this message is over, before the service is over. The problem that provoked the parable of the Minas was the incorrect messianic expectation of what he was going to do they thought that he was going to uh, uh, form already the kingdom of God immediately. And he said, no, it's not going to take place right now. I still got things to do. I still got things to do. Let's go to uh, the reading in Luke uh, chapter 19, starting in verse number, uh, let's start in verse number 11. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And listen to what it says on verse number 11. As they were listening to this, he went on to tell the parable because he was near Jerusalem and they thought that the kingdom of God was going to appear right away. Therefore, he said, a nobleman traveled, this is Jesus, a nobleman traveled to a far country to receive himself the authority to be king and then return 
and uh, then, then, then return. He called 10 of his slaves and gave them 10 minas and told them, engage in business until I come back. So he, uh, he called them and he says, uh, uh, you know what? I, I, I want you to uh, engage, engage in, uh, in, in, in business, take care of this until I come back. Hallelujah. Uh, and we, we understand that he wanted them to uh, multiply, but listen to what it says here. Verse number 13, and he said, he called them, uh, the 10, and he, uh, his uh, slaves, and he gave them 10 minas, and he told them, uh, engage in business until I come back. But his subjects hated him and sent a, a delegation after him saying, we do not want this man to rule over us. Listen to what it says. We don't want this man to rule over us. Verse number 15. At his return, having received the authority to be uh, uh, king, he summoned those slaves that, that he had given them money uh, to, so he could, uh, he, he called them over, and he said how much they had made to see how much they had made in, in business. The first one came and said, Master, your mina has earned 10 more minas. Well done, good slave. He told them, because you have been faithful in very small matter, I have given you authority over 10 towns. I have given you authority over 10 towns. The second one came and said, Master, your mina has made five minas. And he said uh, uh, to him, you will be over five towns. So uh, as, as he was uh, receiving what they were, uh, what they had, uh, their report of what they have done with it, he was so happy and he was telling them, you know what, I'm going to multiply it to you. I'm going to, uh, instead of those five uh, minas, I'm going to give you five towns that you're going you're gonna to be responsible for. Oh, verse number 20, it says, and another came and said, Master, here is your mina. I have kept it hidden away in cloth because I was afraid of you. For you're, taught, you're a tough man. You collect what you did not deposit and you reap what you do not sow. He told them, I will judge you by what you have said. This is Jesus. Jesus said, I will judge you for what you have said. You evil slave. If you knew I was tough, if you knew I was a tough man, collecting what I didn't deposit and reaping what I did not sow, why didn't you put my money in a bank and when I return, I would have collected the interest. So he said to those uh, uh, standing there, take this mina away from him and give it to the one that has 10. But they said to him, master, he has 10. I tell you that to everyone who has more will be given. Hallelujah. That to everyone, listen to what it says, that to everyone who has more will be given. And from the one who does not have, even what he does have, it will be taken away. But bring here these enemy of mine who did not want me to rule over them and slaughter them in my presence. And slaughter them in my presence. The purpose of this parable for us today, we need to understand that it's to teach us that as followers of Jesus Christ today, we must be faithful steward with what he has given us. Are we faithful steward with what God has given us? Hallelujah. Are you a faithful steward with what God has given you? Including using your gifts and your talents. Are you using your gifts and your talents to the glory of God? Are you bearing fruit? Hallelujah. Which must be used and multiply in order to effective be more effective in the kingdom of God. Are, are you doing that? Or are you hiding them away? Are you doing absolutely nothing with it? But also I want to read verse number 13 in the King James Version because I want you to understand this. And he called his 10 servants or uh, delivered them to deliver them 10 pounds. The mina was considered 10 pounds. And, and he said to them, occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. In some translation, it says ten mina, which is uh, equal to about three months of uh, worth of salary, uh, about three months worth of salary. And also, uh, he told them to engage in business until I come back. It says it in other translation: engage in in business until other I, I uh, until I come back, or occupy until I come back. 
that means that we need to be actively working for the kingdom of God. Glory to God. In the King James Version, the 10 pounds here is not a particular coin, but a specific amount of silver by weight. A specific amount of silver by weight. Also, as believers of Jesus Christ, we are to occupy until Christ returns for his church. We have no time to be sitting around. And the word occupy does not imply us to sit around and wait for the rapture. We need to understand that. Uh, some people say, but, but things are so bad. And I mean, uh, what's happening with our country and what's happening with this world? And, and you know what? You can't get under your covers and just uh, uh, decide that you're going to die. You, you can't do that. You can't hide. No, you got to occupy, glory to God. You got to carry on business like, like, like everything is normal for the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God, we need to occupy. Occupy does not mean to sit around and wait for the rapture, doing nothing for the kingdom of God. On the contrary, it means to do business and trade in the kingdom of God as usual. As usual. In other words, get actively working doing his work for the kingdom of God and bearing fruit, which is very important, and bearing fruit. Again, don't waste what has been given to you. Don't waste what has been given to you. Don't waste precious time with things that have no, no, no eternal value whatsoever. There, there's people that waste time with, with things that have absolutely no eternal value. And they spend hours and days and days. And you, you Listen, you got to understand that the second right now, that minute, that hour that had just have gone by, it's not coming back again. That, that hour, that minute, that second in your life, it's not coming back again. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with the time that the Lord is giving you in this earth? Are you using it for the kingdom of God? Or are you just wasting your time of, of things that have no eternal value whatsoever? No eternal value whatsoever. We, we, I, I, I know that um, there's so much waste of time, especially in uh, people that get lost in, uh, in, in gossip, get lost in, on TV, get lost on, on video games, get lost in, in things that, that have no eternal value whatsoever. No eternal value whatsoever. I am telling you, this message is to sit back and just uh, uh, pause for a moment and uh, take inventory. Take inventory of what you're doing with the talents that the Lord has given you with the gifts that the Lord has given you? Are you multiplying them? Are you using them for his kingdom or are you just storing them aside? Come on, church. I, 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 I know that there's somebody out there that needs to hear this message right now. There's somebody that needs to hear this word because you, you are gifted and God, God is seeing that you're doing nothing with what, you, what he's given you. You're very gifted. Our life and existence, our being, is to serve Jesus Christ with everything that we have. With everything with we, that we have, with passion, hallelujah, with urgency, glory to God. And when he returns, he wants to see a profit of what he has placed in us. He wants to make sure that uh, what he placed in you, what he placed in me, that there's a profit, there's something that has taken place in this earth before we take off. Hallelujah. Are you, are, are, you, are, are you anticipating the return of Jesus Christ? Are you anticipating standing before the throne of God? Hallelujah. That, that is going to take place. Well, you, you can hide all you want, but you got to understand that one day we'll stand before the presence of God. Ask yourself, when was the last time you did something to help others in need? Ask yourself. Just, just a simple question. When was the last time that you did something for somebody in need? To better other people. When was the last time that you gave financially to, to help the needy? To clothe the naked? To feed the hungry? Reach out in compassion to others. When was the last time that you reached out in compassion to others? When was the last time that you shared the gospel with somebody? When was the last time that you brought somebody to church? It is sad to say a country, listen to what I'm saying. It is sad to say that in a country that was the leader in sending missionaries around the world, all over the world, missionaries all over the world, is now a country that does not even know what the Great Commission is among church goers. I'm not talking about the people out in the world. I'm talking about church goers. 
people that are in church every Sunday or occasionally, you know. Listen, listen to this, and you're gonna you, you're gonna understand how how sad it is what what I'm talking about. L- l- listen to this. A study done by the Barna Group back in 2018 among churchgoers and asked, "Have you heard of the Great Commission?" And 51% said no. L- listen to this. 51. I'm talking about churchgoers. I'm not talking about People out in, in, in the, the, the cities. I'm not talking about sinners. I, I'm no, no, no. I'm talking about churchgoers. Okay, fifty-one percent said no. Six percent said I'm not sure. Seventeen percent said yes, and it means they know exactly what it means. The Great Commission. They know exactly what it means. Twenty-five percent said yes, but I can't recall the exact meaning of the Great Commission. 25% said, I can't recall the exact meaning of the Great Commission. This is totally, and, 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 and I, I personally believe that this is totally and completely sad. Totally and completely sad. This shows the, the critical condition of the church that only wants to hear feel-good messages. And, and, and unfortunately, churches and pastors that all they give is feel-good messages. And, and, and you got to understand that with the feel-good messages, it makes you feel good. But at the end of the day, if you don't know what the Word of God is saying, you're going straight to hell. I'm speaking to somebody right now. A nation that was founded on the Word of God. This nation was founded on the Word of God. And yet people are, are, are saying, well, yeah, but I don't know exactly the meaning of the Great Commission. Wow, you know what's happening? That we want to be so politically correct right now that we are afraid of sharing the gospel and people continue to die each and every day without knowing Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It's terrible. It is terrible. What are we doing with the gifts and talent that the Lord has given us? What are we doing? Are we sharing the gospel with others or, 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 or are we just uh, uh, saving everything like if it was a, 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 you know, a private club? Oh, this is for nobody else to know because you haven't paid the fee, you know. You can't come in. You can't come in one and, and know what's taking place in here. No, that's not what the gospel is about. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. And we need to share it with everybody. With everybody. Hallelujah. Listen, church. It has to hurt. It has to hurt us as Christians. And I imagine it, it hurts Jesus because he paid the ultimate price. I, I, I just described to you what, what he said that the prophets had written and what, what the prophets had written, that's what's going to take place. And that's exactly what took place. He paid the price because of love. Because he loves you and he loves me and he loves all of those that are out there that don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Let's not waste time with what the Lord God Almighty has given you. He will reward you in due time. Understand that. He will reward you in due time for speaking with boldness, to sharing the gospel with others. Hallelujah. And also we must remember that there will be a day of judgment. The judgment seat of Christ, or, or, or better yet, the bima, as in the Greek word, the bima. That will be the day of judgment. What, what, what are we going to tell the Lord? When we stand before him, what will we say at that time? I want to touch on this because at times people get caught up on what someone else should be doing instead of taking care of their of their own plank and their eye. And they're worrying about other people instead of staying in their lane and worrying about what they need to do for the kingdom of God. And what happens, they lose their blessing in the midst of wasting that time and, and seeing what their other brother is doing instead of concentrating on that and concentrating on themselves. They, they lose the blessing and they need to understand that one day they will be confronted before the Lord. The Lord will ask them, what is it that you did with what I gave you? You can't tell them, well, I was checking on, 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 on what my brother over there was doing. No, what, what are you doing? What are you doing with what God's given you? Are you using those talent? 
Are you using that gift that God has given you for the Lord? Hallelujah. Are you sharing it with the world? Hallelujah. Paul makes it clear, and, 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 and that's why I want to go to the scripture, because uh, Paul makes it clear in uh, uh, First and, and Second Corinthians of, uh, of our own responsibility as followers of Christ. What is it that we need to do as, as followers of, of Christ? And I want to take you uh, to the reading in 1 Corinthians chapter number 5, uh, chapter number 3, I'm sorry. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians chapter uh, number 3, starting in verse number... Yeah, let me, let me uh, start on, um, on verse number 5. Listen to what it says. I'm going to go... I'm going to be reading 5 all the way to 16. And it says, What then is Apollos? And what is Paul? There are servants through whom you believe. And they each had the role the Lord has given them. They each have the role that the Lord has given them. I planted and Apollos watered, but gave God, God gave the growth. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. It's only God who gives the growth. Glory to God. Now the one planting and the one watering are one in purpose. Let, let, me, let me share this again because I want you to understand. Now the one planting and the one watering are one in purpose. And each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Not the labor of his brother. Not the labor of his cousin. Not the labor of his mother or father. No, what he has done. He will receive the reward. For we are God's co-workers. You're God's field, God's building, according to God's grace that was given to me. I have laid a foundation as skilled master builder and other builders on it and other builds on it. But each one must be careful how he builds on it. For no one can lay any other foundation than that which being laid down. The foundation is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There can be no other foundation but Jesus Christ. Glory to God. There, there can be nothing else that we could stand on but the Word of God. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Glory to God. If anyone builds on that foundation with gold, silver, costly stone, wood, hair, straw, each one's work will become obvious for the, for, for the day will disclose of it because it will be revealed by fire. It says in the Word of God that it will be re revealed by fire if it works or if it doesn't. The fire will test the quality of each one's work. If anyone's work that he has built survives, he will receive a reward. Listen to what it says in the Word of God. It's talking about the rewards that we are going to receive as Christians, as believers, as servants, as slaves of our Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Are you ready to receive those rewards? Say amen to that. Are you ready? Are you expectant? Hallelujah. Do you, do you feel that urgency inside of you? I want to do more for the kingdom of God. Glory to God. And it's not about the rewards that we're going to get because you know what? Those crowns, we're, we're just going to leave them at the feet of, of Jesus. But it's knowing that we're doing something for the kingdom of God and it's going to be eternal. Hallelujah. Listen, getting a person saved, that's something eternal. It's not something temporal. It's not something that is just for a 2021. No, it's forever and ever. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Listen to what it says here. I, I want to read this again because I, I want to make sure that you really get hold of it. If anyone's work that he has built survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, it will be lost, but he will be saved. Yet it will be like an escape through fire. Don't you yourself know that you are God's sanctuary and that the Spirit of God lives in you? Listen to what I'm speaking about. Glory to God. Don't you know that you yourself, that you are God's sanctuary and that the Spirit of God lives in you? If anyone destroys God's sanctuary, God will destroy him. For God's sanctuary is holy and that is what you are. Holy. Glory to God. Glory to God, the fact of uh, 
It's my body and I can do whatever the heck I want. It's a lie from the pit of hell. It's a lie from the pit of hell. And the, the youth of this country is being destroyed because of those words. Because they think that it's their body and they can do whatever they want with it. No, listen to what it says in the word of God again in verse number 16. Do you not know that yourself, you that you are God's sanctuary and that the spirit of God lives in you? If anyone destroys God's sanctuary, God will destroy him. God will destroy. Hey, listen, you, you, th this is not a salad bar. You pick whatever you want from the word of God. It, it's the word of God. It's the written word of God. Now, come on, listen to what I'm telling you. It's a good time right now to get that highlighter and highlight verse number 16. If anyone destroys God's sanctuary, God will destroy him. For God's sanctuary is holy, and that is what you are. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I don't know about you, but I, but I listen to that word. I get a hold of that word because you know what? God is speaking to us right now. God is telling us that we need to that, that we need to bring correction to our life. Glory to God. I'm going to read verses uh, 8 through 9. Hallelujah. Uh, verses 8 through 9. Uh, let me see. From the Amplified. Glory to Jesus. Now, let, let me... Uh, yeah, I'm going to read verses eight and nine from the amplifier. From the amplifier, he who plants and he who waters are in importance and esteem. Listen to what it says. I, the, the reason that I get the amplified is because it's very simple to understand. He who plants and he who waters are one in importance and esteem working toward the same purpose. But each will receive his own reward according to his own neighbor. For we are God's fellow workers, his servants, working together. We, we are working together. It's not this is my department and that's your department and, and, and you know what, uh, this is mine. And, and no, 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 no. We need to work together, especially in the body of Christ. In the body of Christ, especially in the church. If, if there's a need, take care of it. Take care of it. Don't wait for somebody to, can, can you please do that? If you see something that needs to be taken care of, just take care of it. We are working together. Listen to what it says. For we are God's fellow workers, his servants working together. You are God's cultivated field, his garden, his vineyard, God's building. Glory to Jesus. I, I'm going to read uh, uh, 14 and uh, let me read 14 and 15 as well. If any person work which he has built on this foundation, that is any outcome of his effort remains and survives this test, he will receive a reward. But if any person's work is burned up by the test, he will suffer the loss of his reward. He will suffer the loss of his reward. 2 Corinthians. Glory to Jesus. I, I, I pray to God that, that you're getting a hold of this right now. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 6 through 10 in the Amplified. Listen to what it says. So then, being always filled with good courage and confident hope and knowing what the will, uh, what, what will uh, we are at home. And in the body, let me start again. So then being always filled with the, good in, uh, with the good courage and confident hope and knowing that while we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight, living our lives in a manner consistent with the confidence, belief in God's promise. Whatever God said in his word, he is going to do it. The fact that we're going to receive rewards, we're going to receive rewards. The fact that we're going to be judged, we are going to be judged. We, we need to understand that. We, we need to get a hold of that. We are, as I was saying, a good courage and confident hope and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be, pre uh, and to be at home with the Lord. 
Therefore, whether we're at home on earth or away from home and with him, it is our constant ambition to be pleasing to him. I love that word. And it's our constant ambition, ambition to be pleasing to him. For we believers will be called to account and must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ or the Bema. Hallelujah. Or the Bema, which will transpire in heaven about the midpoint of the seven year tribulation. Uh, probably seven and a half, uh, three and a half years into the uh, tribulation. As it, as it talks about it in Revelations chapter 11, verse 18. So that each one may be repaid for what has been done in the body, whether good or bad. Whether good or bad. What, whatever it is that you're doing, <coughs> listen, you, you're going to be judged on it. Understand that. That is each will be held responsible for his action, purpose, goals, motives. The use, of misuse, the use or misuse of his time, opportunities, or abilities. Glory to God. Glory to God. Don't waste. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Use what the Lord has given you and occupy till, he, till he'll return for his church. Because he's coming back for his church. He's definitely coming back for his church. But don't waste the time. Don't, don't waste the gift that he has given you. Our mandate from the Lord is to occupy till he returns. Not, not, it, it's not based on, on your bank account. It's not based on uh, who's the party at, at the White House, who's governing the country. It's not based on, uh, on anything. It's, it, it's, based, it's not based on uh, whether we have a pandemic or not. It's based on the word of God. Based on the word of God. It is based on the word of God that there will be a separation of tares and wheat. There will be a separation of tares and wheat. We need to understand that it's very clear that the Lord will separate those children of God and those children of Satan. Hallelujah. Just go to the book of Matthew verses 13, uh, chapter 13, verses 24 through uh, 30, and you will see it there. There will be a separation. I don't know about you, but I, I, I want to make sure, first of all, I want to make sure that I leave in the rapture. And second of all, I, I, I just... I'm looking forward to that day that he told me, well done, good and faithful servant. What, what I gave you, hallelujah, you used it for the kingdom of God. And, and I know, I just sense in my spirit that those of you that are watching want to desire, you, you desire that same thing. You desire that same thing. Because you know for a fact that what you got is not because you're smarter than any, no, it's because God has gifted you. God has gifted you. And giving you that talent, giving you the resources, giving you finances, hallelujah, that, that you are blessed above and beyond. Are you using it for the kingdom of God or are you just storing it away? Storing it away. As I conclude, I'm going to ask you to stand today as I come to a close right now. And you need to understand that our life as believers should be taken, taking the opportunities that the Lord provides for us on a daily basis. God provides opportunities for us on a daily basis. If we're really, if we're really walking in the spirit, if we're really doing things according to the word of God, God opens doors, God opens opportunities for us that, that no man can, no man can. Hallelujah. But God gives us those opportunities. Are we taking advantage with them? Are, are we running with them? And again, I, I'm, I'm telling you, if you have the opportunity uh, to do a trip overseas and, and go somewhere where there's people that are needy, glory to God. I, I encourage you, have that experience. Take that experience. I've done it numerous times. It's a blessing from the Lord. But you know what? Reality is that there's people all around you. All around you, there's a circle of influence that the Lord has given you that is not the same circle of influence that the Lord has given me. So you got to be working on your side. I got to be working on mine. And so-and-so has to be working on them. But all together as one body with one purpose in mind for the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God. God gives us opportunity every day. Unfortunately, we see people broken and in need all around us on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Let's deposit in others 
what the Lord has deposited in us. Let's let, let me let me repeat this again. Let's deposit in others what the Lord has deposited in us. There's so much that the Lord has done in our life. There's so much that the Lord has deposited in our own life. Hallelujah. That we are blessed above and beyond. Let's deposit in other people. Hallelujah. I, I, I guarantee you that you know what? If you ask the Lord, Lord, I want to be a conduit of blessing, the blessing will never stop. Hallelujah. The, the blessing will never end. As long as you say, Lord, I want to be a blessing, I, I want to be a conduit of blessing to others around me. God's never going to stop blessing you because you're doing what he wants you to do. Hallelujah. He wants you to be a blessing, a blessing to those that are around you. Let's serve, let's serve the Lord with excellence at all times. Everything that you do for God, do it with excellence. With excellence, do it unto the Lord. And not only that, but also live with the spirit of urgency and expecting that Jesus' return is around the corner. Just, just operate, wake up in the morning with that spirit of expectancy. It could be today. It, it, it could be this afternoon. It could be this evening that Jesus is coming. Whatever I do today, I'm, I'm, I'm deciding that I am going to do it with excellence because I am doing it all to God. Hallelujah. Because he could be around the corner. He could be coming today. Hallelujah. We can't forget that the only three servants or slaves that came back uh, gave a report of what they did with the mina that the Lord had given them. Only three came back from the ten. That's all it says in the Word of God. It, it doesn't talk about anybody else. It just talks about the first three that came back. Let's not be like the other seven that never came back. Or perhaps those seven is a, is a, is a picture of you and I, of a story that is not complete yet because we have not stood before the presence of God yet. Hallelujah. But think about that for a moment because one day you will stand before the throne of God. Hallelujah. One day we will stand before the, uh, the, the, the beeman. We will come before his presence and, and he will ask us, are you ready to receive that reward or, or he's going to tell you there's no reward for you? What did you do with what I gave you? You wasted the time. You wasted the talent. Would you be rewarded? Would you hear the words from the Father, well done, good and faithful servant? Would you really hear those words? Think about that for a moment. I, I, I know that last week, uh, uh, Pastor Yvette shared uh, in her message in, in reference to missionaries, three sisters missionaries, a friend of ours, uh, uh, Pastor, uh, Sister um, Sarah uh, Williams and, and Osi and, and uh, her sister Peggy as well. They were missionaries to uh, uh, the islands and and you know what? They were missionaries for many years. And uh, we met them uh, when we got saved at Bethel Assemblies of God. And I am telling you, uh, all three of them were on fire for the Lord, on fire for the Lord. And I, I remember uh, 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 Sister uh, Sarah standing up there, already up, up there in age. And, and she would stand in that pulpit and she would get a hold of the pulpit. And on, on one hand, she had her, her handkerchief. And one hand, she would hold the handkerchief. And the other one, the microphone. But I, but I am telling you something. When Sister Sarah would get that microphone and she would start preaching. Listen, if you were doing something wrong, when the moment that she, she wouldn't close that service without making a call of salvation. And I am telling you, if whatever it was that you were doing or whatever it is that you did that week or that day before or hours before that service, you felt that conviction in your spirit that you just wanted to do nothing but the best for God and, and you would repent, you would fall before the presence of God and ask for forgiveness. But they lived their life in that urgency. They lived their life in that urgency. I remember uh, spending hours together with Yvette, uh, spending hours with Pastor Yvette in, in their home and, and uh, with, with all three of them. And, and we would spend hours just listening to their testimony. And they would tell us, uh, uh, Ricky, 
And Yvette, you know what? Uh, uh, Jesus is coming and we need to be ready. Jesus is coming and we need to be ready. We can't be playing with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we can't be playing with Jesus because Jesus is coming and we need to be ready. And I remember that urgency in their voice. And I, and I remember sitting at their feet and always had that thing inside of me. Always had that thing inside of me that I, I had to live my life with urgency knowing that Jesus would come back. And that I would have to give an account to Jesus for what I did with what he gave me. And it was in, in that church, it was there in that church. I'm talking 35 years ago when the Lord called me to the ministry. And it was beautiful to have uh, uh, saints of the Lord like Sister Sarah and Ozzy and, and Peggy just pouring into my life and, and pouring into the life of Yvette at that time. We, we, we didn't even think of going into full-time ministry. But the Lord called us there. The Lord called us there. And I believe that one of the things that, that stirred my spirit so much was seeing these elderly ladies, hallelujah, servants, saints of God, serving Christ with everything that they had, even at that age. She could barely walk up to the stage to get up there at the pulpit. But she would get up there with her cane and, and she would stand there and the service would go on for an hour, an hour and a half, almost two hours and nobody would leave because the intensity of her message. Hallelujah. And that's how we need to live. And that's what we need to have in our spirit and, and in our heart and speak with that boldness and speak with that urgency that Christ is coming back and he's coming back for a church and he's coming back for a church that, that is doing the work of the kingdom of God, is coming back for a body of Christ of believers that say, I am going to do everything that I can until I close my eyes and be open my eyes before the presence of God. But I am going to do everything that I can to bring somebody else to Christ. I pray to God that this is your urgency today as well. And I pray to God that this message has spoken to you. And for those that are out there right now that have never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I am going to tell you that this is the best decision that you're going to make in your life. And I am going to tell you something else. Do not leave for tomorrow what you need to do today because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen a second from now. So right there where you're at, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to stand right there and just repeat these words after me. Come on, everybody standing and, and just close your eyes, bow your head, and nobody needs to be watching. Nobody needs to uh, li listen. If you never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just to repeat these words after me right now. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, repeat it loud that the Lord can hear you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I ask you, uh, Lord, to come into my life right now. Jesus, come into my life right now. Forgive me, Lord. I've sinned. I have fallen short. But Lord, I ask you for forgiveness right now. And I ask you to come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I want to live for you from this day forward. And Lord, here I am. I'm asking you to accept me, Lord Jesus, and forgive me of my sins. And I am telling you right now that if you ask the Lord to accept you and to forgive you of your sins, the Lord has done it already. And I am telling you that if you have said this prayer honest from the heart, the best decision that you have made right now is to continue to walk your life with Jesus forever and ever. So, Father, right there where they're at, Lord, I pray that you touch them, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would bring peace, Lord, to their situation, Lord. And, Father, I pray that, that tonight they would rest like they haven't in years, Lord. I declare the peace of God that surpasses all understanding to fall upon them right now, Lord Jesus. I pray that they would live their life with urgency, Lord, putting the sin behind. They're washed by the blood of the Lamb and knowing that today's a new day. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that you would speak to each and every one of them right now, Lord. Lord, I pray for that one that is sick right now in the hospital. Lord, I, I pray healing right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I, I declare the blood of Jesus heals them right now. The one that is hurting right now, I declare healing in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare you're healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. For those that know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, glory to God, just rejoice together with those that have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And I am telling you, I bless you 
In the mighty name of Jesus, Pastor Yvette and I love you. And we are praying for you. We are praying that, uh, that you will be what God has called you to be. Hallelujah. Do everything for God. Do it with excellence. Do it. Live your life with urgency. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. You know, the Pharisees wanted to know. Everybody, but listen, we don't know the day or the hour, the second or the month. But we know that he's coming back. And we know that, that his return is closer than ever. All the signs are lit up. Everything is, is, is just uh, focusing at that right now. The return of Jesus. The return of Jesus. We got to be ready, church. We got to be ready. Live your life with urgency. I love you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I bless you right now. And I declare the blessings of the Lord upon you. Hallelujah. Uh, share this gospel with somebody. Share this word, this good news with somebody today. Hallelujah. God bless you. Be uh, uh, with us on Wednesday, Wednesday night service as well. And obviously next Sunday, we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus and we love you. God bless you. Hallelujah.